Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Judy Norton, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson welcoming you back to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television that is always happy to welcome back four-time Emmy Award-winning actress Michael Lerndon. Michael Lerndon, the actress known around the world as Olivia Walton, the matriarch of the Walton family. Calendar year 2022 marks the 50th anniversary of the premiere of the Walton's on CBS television, while reruns of the series are available on demand on many viewing platforms. Michael Lerner is also one of the stars of Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, the new Netflix series by Ryan Murphy that is reportedly one of Netflix's most watched shows ever with nearly 300 viewing hours in its second week alone. Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, available for viewing on demand right now on Netflix. We began our conversation by telling Michael, when you first did television um, with the Waltons and, and all of that, you were coming in at a time when there, we still had traditional heroes um, on network television especially. Yeah. In, in a way, the project you're working on right now on Netflix, Jeffrey Dahmer, I mean, that is, it is the, it is the total opposite in a lot of ways because he... You, to, to have him as the protagonist of of a series, I mean, it is it's a good example of how antihero is part of our culture and to some degree accepted when we when we watch these shows. I I know I I was saying to a friend of mine I said we're such a creepy nation I mean what <laughs> what is this fascination we have with serial killers for God's sake? <laughs> but I think it is just that it's a fascination. It's what makes these people tick. I mean, how, how do you, be, a lot of, he, his mother was on pills, apparently, mm-hmm. and his, his parents went through a divorce. Well, how many kids in the world have had parent, a, a mother on pills and their parents get divorced and they don't turn into serial killers? But when I was watching, I was doing, trying to do research on Catherine, his grandmother, Mm -hmm. the part I played. There was not much about her, but a lot of interviews with him. And he's, I'm I'm quoting him, not not perfectly, but he said, I think there's just a a misfiring in my brain. And I wonder if that's true. I I don't know. I, I don't know. He didn't just kill people. He he cooked them and ate them. Exactly. I mean, come on. It's that that's more than a misfiring. That's <laughs> <laughs> grotesque. It's grotesque. You know, but in a way, 
um, the fascination with serial killers. In a way, it, as a culture, we like murder mysteries and um, and and now murder podcasts or pod, true crime podcasts. So there really is something about the psyche of these things that taps into certainly our culture right now. And to be a part of a project like that that people are watching and responding to one way or another, as an artist, that's that's all you can ask for, that people are watching and at least checking it out. Well, I'm just happy to work. So um, if I if, if I get offered a part for uh, to play a serial killer, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just love to work. So um, my, my, my alternative is to... I have to do something creative. I have to start writing again and do something because there's a big hole when you're a creative person and there's and you're not using your talent, so to speak. So I was thrilled to get to work with Ryan Murphy, and who's a genius, I think. And and Peter Evans is the sweetest guy you could ever want to meet. I mean, why he plays these horrible serial killers? I guess he's cast in, you know, because he played Charlie Manson. I think he played another one. He's just the nicest guy. So maybe he gets his dark side out. Well, it, it also speaks to you know, just, a, just a fundamental thing. Um, actors like to work, as, as you just said, and actors like to play as many different people mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. I'm not an actor. I just talked to Michael Learned on the radio. But it... Uh, to, to me, that is one of the appeals of what you do for a living, Michael, is that you have an opportunity to tap into worlds and psychologies and experiences that are totally opposite of yours, and you tap into that as, as a performer, and you draw from that different experience as you go from other roles. That's absolutely, absolutely right on. God, that sounds so 60 right on. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> how old I am. Uh, but anyway, you're, you're right on the money, and it's, it's true. And, and it gives you a chance to explore. We all have a dark side somewhere, you know. Um, it gives you a chance to kind of explore within yourself. Uh, now, in, in my case, in this particular series, I, I'm not a serial killer. I'm his grandma and grandmas don't know what their grandsons are doing very often and i i think they they cut a scene i'm not sure but i I, there was one scene that we shot where he's hauling this garbage bag up the basement steps and through the kitchen and and you know grandma's just sitting there saying what's in the bag (laughs) (laughs) like she can't smell it from a mile away yeah but um you know Denial is a very powerful mechanism. Yes, it, 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 it certainly is. Michael Learned is one of the stars of Monster, Monster the Jeffrey Dahmer series uh, that is also reportedly one of Netflix's most watched shows ever with nearly 300 viewing hours in its second week alone. Monster the Jeffrey Dahmer story available now streaming on demand on Netflix. Michael Learned also has another film out right now, that being Second Acts comedy drama about a white woman and a black man who overlooked the, the prejudice impressed upon them. 
uh, growing up and fall in love with each other over the course of an evening. Second Act's available for viewing on demand on Shorts TV, which you can find on Direct TV and the Shorts TV app. And once again, you know, it's, it's good as an artist to have several projects out in the public because, you know, the more projects you have out there, the more people see you and the more people say, hey, let's see what Michael learned. I think she'd be, she might be right for this thing we're working on right now. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> but, but it's also nice. I think I think people are saying, "Oh my God, she's still alive!" <laughs> and so people come up to me now. Um, I get more attention for for this role than I ever did when I was doing The Waltons or Nurse, mm-hmm. where I was on every week for a long time. And for some reason, people we're just a creepy nation. Everybody's watching this show, and it's very rewarding when people come up and tell you they like your work because you don't get any clapping and applause when you're doing television you know well you do in the theater exactly i mean when you know you you come to the set you do you mm-hmm. you come prepared and you know when the red light goes off and they're do- okay michael we're done for you thank you very much great job it, it could be weeks or months or maybe years before mm-hmm. that show is released and right. and even then very often people don't want to bother you or for whatever reason they don't you don't get much feedback but um, this one for some reason people have been very kind and very sweet i I was expecting hate mail (laughs) how could you be the grandmother to that guy like she could help it you know i have a grandson living with us Mm -hmm. sweetest most and i'm i am biased because i adore him but he is really a very handsome very likable very kind guy my grandson and, um, you know, but I look at him and I think, what, what if I suddenly discovered he was chopping up people up in the park and I, I didn't know anything about it? You know, can you imagine what that must have been like for his family when they discovered who he really was and what he was really doing? Well, again, the contrast, you tap into that as, as a performer and you, put, you, you tap into your imagination and even though they may not be aware of it, right at the moment, you come at it with some sort of perspective that you layer into your performance. You, you have to come, you have to try to find something in yourself. Yeah. But in this case, she's just a loving grandma, really. Um, she, so I, I, I don't know how Peter Evans, I, I don't know how he tapped into the psyche of, of Jeffrey Dahmer, but he did. I mean, he's such a good actor and such a sweet person in real life. You know, it's hard. It's hard to see how he gets cast in these horrible uh, character roles, but he he does a good job, and he manages to make Jeffrey Dahmer almost likable at times. <laughs> yeah, that's. But I don't yeah, know how he does that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's, uh, and I, I imagine he had to he had to walk that same tightrope when he played Manson. Yeah, you, you want to bring. You want to bring an understanding to what drives these people to do these horrible things, but you, you must be an actor, yeah. So you know all about that. Well, no, I, I'm not an actor. I just what what I learn is talking to people like you. Oh, okay. well, thank you. Vice <laughs> <laughs> <Right person. laughs> versa, you ask good questions, which makes me think. <laughs> okay. Good. 
my old brain going. There you go. Michael Learned stars in Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, available streaming on demand right now on Netflix. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Of course, one big difference between the character you play on, uh, I mean, you play the doting grandmother on, on Monster who has no idea what uh, Jeffrey is doing, you know, contrast that with Olivia, who had a tight rein on all her kids on the Waltons. Uh, so that's, that, that's a big contrast there. But I, I understand that uh, when you were a kid, you're, you were a little rambunctious as a kid. You know, if, if oh, I was a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> My poor mother, I was the oldest of six girls. Mm-hmm. And um, can you imagine what my poor mother, my mother was an only child, my father was an only child, and here they have these six hyper girls, and I was the most hyper of all of them, but, um, you know, somehow they got through it, and so did I, so here we are. I understand as a little kid you got into um, uh, picking your dad's pocket. Yeah, I was a thief. (laughs) I was, and he caught me, and I think he handled it very well. Uh, I guess a teacher um, outed me, if you will, and called him and said, you know, your daughter's buying candy for everybody, and uh, I just thought you should know that, because I got a quarter a week for my allowance, Mm -hmm. buys five candy bars, it doesn't buy candy bars every day, and uh, so anyway, he he sat me down and said, you're too old to spank, so I've made a chart, and you're going to have to earn, you know, the money by doing chores and uh, I thought he, I thought it was brilliant what he did actually because they didn't have a whole lot of experience in being a parent and it taught me responsibility and I actually ended up being kind of proud of myself and if I remember correctly that experience and learning learning responsibility and to, to answer for your actions at a young age I am at, uh, if I remember correctly that was one of the things you drew on when you began to breathe life into Olivia? Well, yeah, and I also, I mean, we had a, I had a hard time sometimes because Earl was idealizing his own mother. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, maybe not. Maybe she was a saint. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, I met her. She was a lovely woman. But, um, you know, I, I used to say, Earl, didn't your mother ever scold the wrong child? I mean... Mothers aren't perfect, yeah. and we make mistakes, and we do the best we can, but sometimes, you know, I, I can remember uh, my mother scolding me for something my sister did, you know, and being out, I was outraged, I ran away, because that's the kind of kid I was, <laughs> my poor mother. It was like, well, if you didn't do it this time, you did it the last time, <laughs> but um, it, 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 it was hard, and yet they did seem to find some spunky things for Olivia to do, mm-hmm. and they gave me, they really gave me some meat, which was um, very challenging for that for the writers, but they did it, and I, I 
deeply appreciate it. Earl, of course, is Earl Hamner, the creator of the Waltons. And um, I, I don't know whether Earl wrote for the stage, but I do know he wrote for Rod Serling. And Serling was a very literate writer, as right. was Earl. So you coming from the theater? Yes. I imagine, you know, that this being your first foray in television, uh, performing the words of someone like an Earl Hamner, that had to, that, that had to ease your comfort zone. Well, yeah, we we uh, we were very respectful of Earl. Although there were times, I remember once I I said, Earl, you know, I don't I don't think Olivia would do that because after a while you begin to feel like you know your character better than the writers, mm-hmm. and and you get a little arrogant. Um, I mean, you try to be nicely arrogant, but nonetheless, it's arrogant to tell the writer that maybe your character wouldn't do such a thing, and. Um, he, he would stand up for himself, but he would listen, and sometimes he would actually change something. But I, I remember uh, one of the directors, Harry Harris, who's a wonderful guy, there were, there were about six pages that just didn't make sense to me, and he just ripped them out of the script and crumpled them up and threw them in a waste paper basket. And I'm coming from Moliere and Shakespeare and Neil Simon and Chekhov, and I'm thinking, you don't just rip the pages out of the play and tear them up. It was a whole other adjustment to do television where everything is so in the moment and very present. And uh, I was used to doing classics where you, you spend an hour trying to analyze what, uh, what the pause means, you know, the well, stage direction, pause. Okay, what's, in, what's happening in that pause? And everybody talks about it for an hour and a half. And suddenly in television, it, it can all change overnight. Yes, uh, and for, for those who have not had a chance to see a film script or a television script, I have. So the, the, This I do know what I'm talking about, Michael. One main difference between the stage and uh, episodic television in particular is there are no blue pages, there are no pink pages right. on the stage. <laughs> I know, I, I know. You get the first white script, and by the end of the week, you know, it's got... It's like a rainbow. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. Uh, you can enjoy the Waltons on demand on many, many streaming uh, platforms. Uh, Michael Learned also stars in Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, which is available on demand right now through Netflix. Um, I think I asked you this question once before. Let me ask it again, if I may. Your dad was a diplomat which means he was well-versed in the art of compromise, yet I understand that when it came to naming you, he was not compromising at all. No, I mean, why would they give a girl, their first daughter, a name like Michael? What the hell was that about? Did he think you were going to be a boy? No, it had nothing to do with any of it. They just, you know, there's a poet. I think F. Scott Fitzgerald was married to Michael Strange. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and she was a poet, Tess, and um, and I was kind of strange, Michael, I guess. <laughs> but um, but I like it now. I, I hated it as a kid. I used to lie and say my name was Betty because that was my mother's name. Yeah. I had a little initial ring that had belonged to my father, and his name was Bruce, and it had a B on it. So I would hold up my little initial ring and say, "My name is Betty." <laughs> 
called herself Betty as a kid, but her name is Michael, Michael Leonard, the actress known around the world as Olivia Walton on The Waltons. The 2022-2023 television season marks the 50th anniversary of the premiere of The Waltons on CBS. We'll talk some more with Michael after this quick timeout here on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.